Hands off to Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the tender? High fly ball, right field. Grossman back. Trap. Wall. See ya. Into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge. And the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Let's say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money. Here at Rocky Hill Accountants, our team has a combined 35 years of experience and will help you do it right. We're dedicated to your needs and will deliver on a result that is professional and trustworthy. Our firm is large enough to offer a full range of professional services, but small enough to give you the individual attention that you deserve. Our business portfolio includes thousands of prepared tax returns for individuals, families, partnerships, businesses, and more. The team at Rockdale Accountants are also thoroughly trained in tax laws and procedures. We have the ability to represent taxpayers before the IRS when they arrive at collections, audits, and appeals. This allows us to offer our accuracy and audit guarantee to tax clients. Please visit our website at RockyHillAccountants.com or give us a call at 860-257-4238 to schedule an appointment. What's going on, basketball fans? We are back with the Posting Up podcast here in the offseason. Um, a lot's been going down. Uh, I don't think we've been back since uh, before the draft took place. Um, so, you know, draft results, they happened, came and went. But a lot of big moves, a lot of big trades, uh, some free agent signings, sign and trade deals going down across the league. Lots of change. And, I mean, guys, it seems every year – the offseason has some kind of, you know, at least one or two moves that shake the league up. And I think definitely this offseason there's been those type of moves. Um, Sean, I'm going to jump right into it with you, man. Um, whether it's a trade or from free agency, which move this offseason do you think um, has been, you know, the most impactful this this uh, offseason? I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Lowry, the signing trade to the Heat. I think that, you know, the Heat, they had a disappointing year after coming off the finals uh, the year before that. I think that uh, getting swept by the Bucks, they, you know, they they kind of woke up and, you know, realized that they need uh, another another to make an actual, uh, you know, move or if they want to make an actual championship run in the East again, uh, especially, you know, with a team like the Nets coming back fully healthy. So I think bringing in a veteran point guard who's an all-star uh, has a great relationship with Jimmy Butler. I think it's a, a solid move for them. They also... Resigned Duncan Robinson, who is one of the best shooters in the league. 
So I, I think that they, they're in a win-now mode because Kyle Lowry is uh, obviously getting down to the last couple of years of his career. Jimmy Butler is not getting any younger. Uh, they have a star in Bam Adebayo. So I think they're in a win-now mode. I, I, I think it's going to be obviously tough to beat the Bucks and the Nets, but I think they're doing everything they can uh, to go out and you know contend with these teams. So I think the Heat uh, definitely got a lot better, and I, I think they're the third or fourth best team in the East right now. So I think that, uh, that that was a huge move that they needed to make uh, as far as contending in the Eastern Conference, and uh, I think it's going to make them a lot better this year. Um, Isaiah, same question to you. Um, whether it be from a trade or free agency, which move do you think has made the most impact this offseason? I wouldn't say one move in particular, but moves. And I don't want to jump the gun because I know it's going to be part of our next topic, but the Chicago Bulls did a lot of good things to put themselves in position to be a really good team next year. Uh, I think signing Lonzo Ball was huge for them. I think it solidified a point guard position for them, and it, it helps them out for the future later on. Like I said, I don't want to jump the gun. There's more that I want to get into that with later. But I think if you go and focus on that right there, that alone was a huge move for the Chicago Bulls, a team that missed the playoffs last year. And and Jason, I'm coming right to you with the same question, man. You got a you got an impactful signing slash trade that you think is gonna really shift the league. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone has talked about the the Lakers and the Russ Russell Westbrook trade, the the bringing in of the old man in Carmelo Anthony, but really the big move they made that stands out was the addition of Kendrick Nunn. Because that is the really the big problem they had. They needed someone to consistently come down and shoot that jumper when needed to. And Kendrick Nunn has been a guy that's been improving year after year. He had to take a little bit of a he had to take a, a step back, not as a uh, as involved uh, sometimes on Miami, but he's going to be a focal part of this offense for the Lakers, and he is going to be that one real big part. I think he is going to be the determining part whether or not the Lakers can make a finals run next year is it's going to be him because he because of how young he is with all the old people around him he's going to have to be that jolt he's going to have to be that lightning rod to bring in that extra energy and I think he's going to do it pretty well yeah I mean you know you guys all made great points and Sean I was actually going to go the Kyle Lowry route as well but I have a backup plan um I do think that still is the most impactful uh signing so far this offseason um but I think an underrated move in my opinion at least is the um Grizzlies uh and the Pelicans making that trade uh I think the Pelicans won that trade I think Jonas Valanciunas is a very very talented uh big man he can stretch the floor a little bit um and you know dumping off Eric Bledsoe and uh Steven Adams contracts opening up room for whatever they're going to plan to do but I, right now Jonas Valanciunas Zion Williamson Brandon Ingram and um Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> and that, that core right there just looks really good to me. Um, and I, I mean, you know, even on the Grizzly side, they, they dumped Bledsoe. Um, they still have John Morant. They have a decent, you know, they got the number 10 pick, I believe, from the Pelicans in that deal uh, for them to take on that massive Eric Bledsoe contract, which they ended up dumping off anyways. Um, I, I just thought that was a really underrated move. Um Sean, I'm, I'm interested to know if you, like me, uh, have any any kind of underrated moves that you saw this uh, this offseason that you, it, it could be a sneaky, impactful uh, move here. 
Uh, yeah, I think I'll stick with the Lakers like Jace went, but uh, another kind of under the radar guy that they got is Malik Monk, who just had a career year for the Hornets. I think that obviously you need shooters around guys like Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. And I think that Malik Monk, um, excuse me, Malik Monk uh, shooting over 40% from three. If he can continue to do that, I don't think he's going to be in the starting lineup, but if they can get continued, you know, uh, three point support from uh, their bench, I, I think that's going to help them out a lot. So if he can continue to, you know, shoot it at that clip, and he's going to get a bunch of good looks playing with guys like Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, who are obviously great facilitators. They'll get him open looks. So uh, I think that that's a team that needs shooting. So I think Malik Monk is definitely underrated. A lot of it probably went under the radar for a lot of people, but I, I think that's a good signing for the Lakers who um, definitely need that help shooting wise. Um, Jason or Isaiah, you guys got any under the radar moves that you were looking at here or, or not really kind of just sticking with the big ones? It's kind of yeah hard to say. I don't see anything being under the radar. Mostly everything we've seen were pretty significant moves. Most of the moves we've seen are teams trying to make moves to get to the playoffs or put themselves at least in a play-in. Weren't really like any sneaky moves that we you know that just went under the radar. In my opinion, I think maybe the Malik Monk, like Sean said, is probably the closest. But then again, I saw that was like trending on Twitter, so I don't know how under the radar that was. So. <laughs> And it's hard to say that yeah, in this in this day and age, it's hard to say a, a under radar trade in this day and age. <laughs> and then, Jace, of course, you mentioned the Kendrick Nunn one um, before. Yeah. Did you have another one you're thinking of? Uh, I think not necessarily an under the radar one, but one that not a lot of people are talking about was the extension that the 76ers gave Embiid. Because I mean, he was obviously an MVP caliber type guy this year. You're you're shoring it down. They've missed out on James Harden. And you're still hoping for Damian Lillard, maybe Bradley Beal, but locking him down, really make sure you have that piece, that leverage to use to say, hey, come play with uh, Embiid, which is something that they really need to do. I like locking him down, but they definitely do need that second guy. And having him, having Embiid make sure that he's in Philly just helps draw more people to, to Philly, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, Jace, a lot of stars got extensions this year, uh, this offseason. Trey Young, Steph Curry, uh, Shea Gilzis, Alexander got an extension. Luka Doncic got a massive extension. So a lot of people uh, cementing their places, at least for now, in um, in the place they're playing currently. Um, but for that, we will move on to our next topic right after this ad from Clovercrest Media. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yes. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I hold on, hold on. But I didn't make. I didn't make. I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. All right. Uh, I was going to go right to Isaiah with this one because we kind of brought it up last segment, but it seems we have lost him. Uh, that's all right. Um, so basically, uh, Jace, I'll go to you first. Uh, I want to know, right like he says down there, man, uh, based on the moves made this offseason, which non-playoff team has the best chances to make the uh, postseason this year based on what they've done this offseason? Well, I mean, Zay mentioned it last go around. It's got to be the Bulls. They have so much young talent, and then they bring in a guy like DeRozan, who is 
like De- DeRozan is just a professional. He just goes out there, does his job, doesn't cause any issues at all. That's what you need. And all these guys are so young. There, there he is. All these guys are so young. You, they're ready to take that next step. And with the East, which it's Milwaukee and the Nets up top. They can get into that third spot and maybe fight for those two with, with this young core that they have. But the real thing is going to be they are very young. So can they take that next step? Can they be at this elite level team, which their potential has shown they can be? Like they have a big three with Levine, uh, DeRozan, and uh, Vucevic. So I, I could, they should be able to compete with the Nets. But are those guys going to take the, the step? to get to that level that they need to. I don't know, but uh, they were they will for sure not miss out of the playoffs again this season. Uh, yeah, Isaiah, I was going to go right to you. Jace kind of just covered the Bulls. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I guess I'm I guess uh, I missed it. I, you missed I'll, it. I'll ask you it from this perspective. Then. Do you <laughs> think that this Bulls team has um, so I know you're very high on your Knicks. Do you think that this Bulls team can kind of give the Knicks, you know, a uh, run for their money for that kind of young team that's making themselves known? I want to say yes and no. And this is a tricky part because I'll get to the Knicks, obviously, later on in the show. But the Knicks did a really good job drafting, at, at, to my surprise, and they really did a really good job in, you know, offseason getting pieces back like Nerlens Noel, they're possibly looking to extend Mitchell Robinson, locking down, you know, getting in back Derrick Rose, Alec Burks. So a while, excuse me, even though the Knicks are a young team, they have a lot of good veterans on that team that can help them out in situations that necessarily, you know, the rookies or younger guys can't do. So I think the Bulls guys, you know, they have, I guess, what's the Rosen, I guess, and Vucevic and Gordon, but, you know, they don't have, outside of their starting lineup, they don't have many veterans. I think Kobe White's been there, what, three years now? Three, four years now? They don't have any long-term vets. So, I think that's going to play a part in it, not having, like, the deep bench of long-term vets like the Knicks do. And and like I said, that played a big part in the Knicks getting the number four seed last year. It's having a lot of vets like they did, you know, Alex Burke, um, Reggie Bullock, these guys that, um, Taj Gibson, a very deep bench of older vets that they had to lean on in the playoffs when, you know, players weren't coming through so i don't know that's why i say yes or no it could work couldn't you know it, it, it could go either way but i don't see it happen um sean for you were you thinking right along with jason zay that the, the bulls are that, that team or do you have someone else in mind uh i mean the bulls would be my number one pick but i i figured someone was going to take that so i came with another one uh i think the hornets uh after making the playing tournament last year and you know just falling short I think that they made some underrated moves uh, this offseason. Well, first of all, they're going to get Gordon Hayward back from injury, who you know missed that playing game, which is going to be huge. Uh, Lamelo is only going to get better in his rook- or in his second year, coming off rookie of the year. I think he's probably going to be an All Star this year. And then in free agency, they bring in Kelly Oubre, who has obviously been inconsistent at times. Uh, he had some games with the Warriors where he looked like an All Star. Maybe he had other games where he looked like he didn't even belong in the NBA. But if, if he can find that consistency on the Hornets alongside LaMelo, I, I think that would be a good move for them. They also traded for Mason Plumley, who's a better center than they had all of last year with, you know, swapping in Bismack, Biombo, and Cody Zeller. So 
I think that was an underrated move for them. He's coming off a career year with the Pistons last year after being traded. And then uh, I don't want to be biased here, but James Booknight, uh, my guy from UConn, I, I think he can give some good scoring off the bench. Uh, I think he can give you anywhere from 15 to 18 points off the bench. Uh, and he looked pretty solid in summer league. So I think the Hornets had some underrated moves. Um, Hayward back from injury, like I said, is only going to get better. They extended Terry Rozier. So I think this is a team definitely on the rise right now. And uh, I think they have a good chance to make uh, – the Eastern Conference playoffs next year. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a solid pick. Um, Hornets were on the top of my mind as well, but ultimately I had to go to the West and uh, go with the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, it seems like it's kind of long overdue for them in the Zion era, even though it's only been two, two or three years. Um, we've heard rumors that he's not quite happy there. So you figured, you know, the time is now for them to make the playoffs. Like I said earlier, they acquired Jonas Valanciunas uh, from the Grizzlies. They've also signed uh, Devontae Graham from those Hornets you were talking about, uh, Tomas Sadaransky as well, to run that backup point. And then you got guys that are studs like, you know, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. Uh, those guys are guaranteed, you know, buckets, like we say. And then uh, guys who I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker could have a huge year. Uh, they got Kyra Lewis Jr., uh, Josh Hart. I mean, this team is kind of deep. Uh, um, Zion wants New York. That's not enough, bro. He wants New York. Y'all ain't put enough in there. Y'all hey. let Lonzo go. He wants New York now, bro. He wants think, New York. I think that – I think the Pelicans are making the playoffs this year. I, I, I just think it's bottom line. Or, Isaiah, you might be right. Uh, Zion could be picking up his uh, phone, talking to his agent about getting out of New Orleans, just like Anthony Davis did. Um, Stars got you, power now. You really you're can't play. Uh, they, yeah, but – I'd say they, they've done a decent job trying to put a good team around him, at least for this season. Uh, but we'll see how that works. Obviously, last year, a lot of people thought that team was playoff bound, but they ultimately were not. Um, so we're going to get into some coaching hires that happened this offseason uh, coming up next. But we're going to run you another uh, ad from Clovercrest. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which. All right. So, like I mentioned before the break, there, um, there has been uh, eight new coaching hires uh, across the league this year: the Boston Celtics, Atlanta Hawks, Dallas Mavericks, Indiana Pacers, New Orleans Pelicans, Orlando Magic, Trailblazers, and the Washington Wizards. All have new head coaches. Sean, I'm going to start with you here. Uh, which one of these new coaching hires do you think uh, is going to make the most impact? Um, you know, whether that be keeping a team kind of where they were or elevating their performance. I'm going to go with uh, Jason Kidd to the Mavericks. Uh, yeah, my bad. Say. Uh, but, I mean, I think that – Don't start with him no more. <laughs> 
I think is you know his obviously his first two coaching stints as a head coach weren't that great. Um, but I think you know he went to the Lakers, uh, was part of a championship team on the coaching staff. I think he kind of learned uh, under Frank Vogel on you know how to turn it around. And you know he's a former point guard from Dallas, just like uh, like Luca is. I think that he can help the players around Luca to you know try and. Uh, you know, gel the relationship and, you know, make it past the first round because obviously they've had these pretty good regular seasons. Uh, Luca has been an absolute star, but it's really been the supporting cast that hasn't been able, you know, to take them uh, over the top and make it even into the second round. So I think Jason Kidd is, has learned from his past uh, experiences as a head coach. I think he's going to take it into this experience. Uh, he has an absolute superstar, like I said, in Luka Doncic, uh, and he has some other good pieces around him. It's just making sure that they're playing at that level when uh, the stakes are the highest in the playoffs. So I think this is a move that, you know, I, I think Rick Carlisle just wasn't working out for the Mavericks anymore. I think, you know, they had that great win in, in 2011 finals. And then ever since then, they've just kind of, uh, you know, not performed in the playoffs. So I think it got kind of stale after a while. I think they needed a new face in there. And I think Jason Kidd is uh, is the right guy for the job. So I think that hopefully, uh, you know, he can make, or take the Mavericks a little bit farther in the postseason than they have been in previous years. And uh, I think that it was a, a good hire for Dallas. What about you, Isaiah? I have to say, but I got to go with Nate McMillan of the Hawks. I think actually signing him and making him the head coach was a smart decision. We've seen teams where they won with an interim head coach and then went a different direction with the coach in the offseason. But I think the Hawks did the right thing. He's energized that team last year. Probably the one thing that got them past the Knicks if they – didn't even have him as coach. They probably wouldn't have been playing the Knicks in that position. So you add him in there. You lock him up for now. Uh, the players love him. You get them to play around him, and I think that works out well for them in the future. So, well, I mean, I hope it doesn't, kind of. I mean, I, I hope it does, but I hope it doesn't, if you get what I mean. But, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good Same time. here. Same here. <laughs> um, Jace, the Hawks, you don't got to worry about them. Uh messing up your your playoffs at least through the western conference uh maybe one day in the finals though um uh, your let's team be, let's be realistic here <laughs> your team kept their uh kept their coach so who's one who's one higher that you like uh that happened in the nba this year uh i i really i, I know it is to the the trailblazers and they're not going to do a lot especially if dame leaves but i do like the hiring of chauncey billups if you go back and you watched uh, the, the Clippers games last year, especially in the uh, in the playoffs, Chauncey Billups was that guy for the Clippers. He he like there were times you questioned who was the head coach. Was it Ty Lue or was it Chauncey Billups? After players were getting frustrated, Chauncey Billups was a the guy they would go to on the sidelines and talk it out with. So having a guy like that coming into Portland, it, maybe if Dame does stay. Um, the, the, that would be interesting to see the dynamic between him and Dame. But also I think that he's a guy that for the better, for the uh, Trailblazers franchise, I, I think he will do whatever he can to make them better. And I, I think he is going to be a head coach in this league for a, a while. So I'm excited to see what Johnson Billups can do for Portland. Uh, for me, it's gotta be Rick Carlisle in, in Indiana. Um, I, anytime you bring in a coach with a championship, in my opinion, it's a W. Because um, he has that experience. He knows what it's like to take a um, a team to the promised land. He has a player in DeMontis Sabonis who um, I know has drawn 
a little bit of comparison to Dirk. Obviously, their games are not exactly the same, but he's a big man, seven-footer, who can shoot the ball and stretch the floor. Uh, and then he has guys like Karis LeVert and Malcolm Brogdon, uh, TJ Warren out there. I, I really just like that group. It's a group that didn't really change too much over the offseason. I'm still hoping that they dump Miles Turner and get someone new there uh, <laughs> running the center, even though he is a uh, a defensive star. I, I just kind of hope they get more offense out of that position. Uh, I don't think him and Sabonis really work together anyways. Um, but I like that Rick Carlisle hire. Like I said, anytime you get a coach with the championship – it's a W in my book. So uh, I'm going to go with Rick Carlisle to the Indiana Pacers. Um, and that'll do it for our coaches segment. One last segment up next, Sean. I know you don't have a personal team. Maybe we can get you talking about Russ to the Lakers because um, we know that's your guy. Uh, we're going to talk about our own teams and what moves they made uh, after this next ad from Clovercrest Media. <laughs> College football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. All right, so entering our final segment of the day. Uh, like I said, Sean doesn't have a team. Uh, he has a player, Russell Westbrook. Um, Chase, we're going to talk about your jazz. My 76ers, obviously, and Isaiah's New York Knicks. Who, remember, <laughs> the Knickerbockers were bounced in the first round of the playoffs this past season. Oh, anyway. <laughs> by the team who bounced you the next round. True. Don't ever forget that. We're linked um, together, bro. <laughs> Isaiah, <linked> <laughs> you um, you started talking about the Knicks earlier. You didn't want to get too much into it because you knew we were going to talk about it come come now. Uh, yep. Why don't you start us off talking about the Knicks and what you liked from them during this offseason? Well, since we're not treading water anymore, I love the rookies. Uh, Summer League, they really looked good. You talk about players like Sims, um, Grimes, um, Jesus Christ, they, that, 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 like – it was bananas watching the summer league for the Knicks this year. I, I'm I'm intrigued with everyone. I think all those players could be may have an immediate effect on the um, team up top. Obi Toppin looked like an actual NBA player this year. He looked like someone who knew what he was doing out there. So if you can actually get Obi Toppin to get that to translate into the regular um to regular games on the, in the regular season, that'd be great for the Knicks off the bench. They'll have a solid core coming off the bench that are just would put teams. You know, like I said, it's going to put teams to the test in. You're going to have a great starting lineup. You bring in Kimball Walker. Hopefully his knees hold up. But if his knees hold up well, you'll have a great starting lineup. You'll have a solid bench. Like I said, you add those rookies in. The Knicks look like they're going to have a really good squad for the future. I'm excited. I don't even know if I want Damian Lillard no more. I don't I don't know if I want to mortgage the future for Damian Lillard. I'm sorry. I, I think Damian Lillard is a great player. I, I like Deuce McBride. I think he could be a future point guard for us. And if he learns on the players like Derrick Rose and Kimball Walker, and you still have Emmanuel Quickly, who's a solid player, whether he's playing the point guard or two guard, whatever you got him out there doing. These are good players for the future. I, I'd rather go that route. And if anything, wait on Zion. I'm I'm sorry. I, I like it. Um, Jace, hope your uh, 
not turning down any Dame deals with the Utah Jazz I there. You know, I don't think that's very likely. No. Um, what'd you Watch like for Jazz offseason? Watch out for Quentin Grimes. But I, I mean, the Jazz were very quiet, but they did actually do, get a lot done. Uh, I do like the drafting of Jared Butler. I think he's going to be really good once he comes into his own. Uh, them trading away Derek Favors to bring in Hassan Whiteside, I like to have him be the backup center more than Derek Favors because he does, at least defensively, Whiteside brings more of that presence than Favors did. Uh, if you looked uh, at a lot of the games, whenever Gobert was out, it was just the other team driving to the driving, attacking Derek Favors. So I do like how Whiteside can hold his own. And then I, I do love Rudy Gay. I think him coming in at the wing is going to be great. Him, Bogdanovich, Ingles, at any given time, you can have a, a mixed match of those three in at the forward spot. The, the, that's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see. I mean, nothing too big. And then Mike Conley re-signing him, locking him down, which helped, which helped bring Rudy Gay to Utah. So I'm excited. They, they, they didn't do a lot. They didn't go out, get anyone sexy, but that's not what Utah is going to do. They, they made some moves that benefit the team in the long run. And let's hope we can go from best uh, record in the NBA to a championship off of it. So we're- Still in Utah. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Who picks Utah in the video games? <laughs> Bro, I've been alive to see my team get to the finals. Just saying. Oh. I. Uh, <laughs> I've been alive since 92, Clint. <laughs> you forgot about 95? <laughs> you're right, you're right. Okay. Come on. Uh, but I forgot about 2000. I mean, 99, 2000. Come on. I've seen my team get there before. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Sixers, like your, like your jazz, Jace, also had somewhat of a quiet offseason. Nothing too big. Um, obviously, re-signing Joel Embiid was <clears throat> ginormous. Uh, with the departure of Dwight Howard, the addition of Andre Drummond uh, was a perfect fill in there. Uh, signing for the veteran minimum, which shocked me. I mean, hey, I'll take it. Um, and then re-signing guys like Furkan Korkmaz, Danny Green, uh, Seth Curry uh, was re-signed. And then um, just the mystery that remains Ben Simmons is all I have to figure out. I mean, it's been rumored he's not talking to anyone in the Sixers organization. Everything's going through uh, Rich so Paul. Um <laughs> I, I don't understand I, what happens when the season comes and he's still on the roster. So I guess I'm just patiently waiting for some Ben Simmons news to come through. I was almost positive he was going to get dealt during the draft, but it didn't happen. Um, I, I would be laughing Tuesday if I was on the uh, other I, side of this. It's great. Your team looks like my team has looked for years. A complete cluster. Yeah. Got, at least you win games, though. At least you win games when you do. But your, your, your front office looks like a complete cluster. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 hard. I, I I don't want Ben Simmons on this team anymore, and mm. uh, it's just it's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, so we're definitely gonna keep an eye on that situation and um, see what happens there. Sean, I'll let you get into um before we go, uh, some Russell Westbrook talk. Uh, you've been a Russell Westbrook fan, I'm presuming his whole entire career. Followed him everywhere he's went. You're now going to your team in the last three years. Uh. What do you think about LA and how how does Russ fit? 
Yeah, it's time for Russ to get his ring. That's uh, it's about time. I've I've been waiting long enough. I, yeah, all right, he's got a better chance than the Knicks, so I wouldn't be laughing like that. Say, uh, but I mean, yeah, Russ is obviously my favorite player. My second favorite player is LeBron, so my two favorite guys are teaming up. So I, I can't wait to see how it goes. Uh, obviously, the Lakers are disappointed after last season how it ended uh, in the first round. So I think they're going to come back with a vengeance. As long as AD is healthy, uh, you got to watch out for these Lakers. And I, I'm pumped for Russ because, like I said, he's had chances before. He went to the finals in 2012, 2016. They were up three one and the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors, and then blew that. So he's been very close before, but... Uh... That's it. Oh. Even, God got tired of, even God got tired of hearing it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> the Lakers ain't going. <laughs> All right. That's never there happened before. It. The Lakers will not win the championship. I mean, LeBron's not the best player on the planet anymore. That's what they voted, right? So, what cool you say, right? I guess so. Uh, Sean, how it is. There, frozen on the bottom of the screen. You're going to be going to sleep, I guess. So uh, <laughs> that'll wrap up our show today uh, for Big Jace Kings A, Sean Scanlon. Not and see, you're going to win it. There we go. Nah, see, God got tired of hearing it. He froze it. <laughs> this has been the Posting Up Podcast. We'll be back soon.